Welcome to the Born to be a Badass podcast, the show that tackles the subject of women and violence head on and shines the light of what women need to know and do to be safe. Here's your host, fourth degree black belt and self-protection expert, Cynthia Gillicourt. Welcome to the Born to be a Badass podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Jolicoeur. Today I'm on the mic solo and I'm going to be talking about two of the common beliefs that really disempower women. The first one is one that I held myself for many, many years. I don't anymore. And part of why I teach what I teach is because I don't want other women to stay stuck in these same beliefs. So the first one is that I am too small or too weak that any attacker is going to be able to overpower me and have his way with me, do whatever he wants, and I'm not going to be able to prevent it. That's a really disempowering belief, but it's understandable that many women actually hold on to that. Because the reality is that, for the most part, we are smaller and probably not as strong as the kinds of men who may decide to target us. One really important thing to remember, though, is that we're not talking about an athletic competition. We're not talking about a boxing match. We're not talking about a powerlifting meet. There are no weight classes in a violent encounter. Coach Tony Blauer likes to say that size does matter, but size can't matter. And what that means is, yes, your size, your strength are a factor in your ability to protect yourself, but they don't have to be a determining factor. And in fact, when you're in a situation, when somebody is assaulting you, you're not going to get any bigger or any stronger or any faster in that moment. You're just going to be who you are in that moment. And that's what you got to get comfortable acting with. The way that you can overcome that false belief that your size basically dooms you to being victimized by somebody is by learning how to wreak havoc and do damage to another human being. One person who focuses his entire training program on that is Tim Larkin, who teaches the target-focused training. And I'll tell you, I had a ton of fun when I got to train with him. And I love what he does. And I bring that to my clients too, because it's really about putting all of your weight behind any technique that you use to apply the maximum amount of force to a very tiny target on your opponent. And it's something that all of us can do. It doesn't matter whether we are four foot 10 or six foot two. It doesn't matter if we weigh 75 pounds or 175 pounds. We all can use our bodies effectively to do damage to somebody who is trying to hurt us. We just have to learn how to do that. And once we do, once we understand how to use our natural tools on the targets that are available on the person assaulting us, we are good to go. There's no guarantee that we'll win, but we sure as heck are not doomed to lose. The second mistaken belief or disempowering belief that many women hold is really a fear. It's it's a fear that I'm just going to freeze, that I'm not going to do anything, and things are just going to happen to me because I'm going to freeze. 
So let's talk a little bit about freezing. There are a couple of different causes of freezing. What typically happens when somebody first freezes is they're just stuck in a state of denial. It's it's the oh shit moment and they just basically get stuck in this can't be happening, this isn't happening, oh my god, why is this happening? This shouldn't be happening. And just basically spin right there. And that's that's what happens when we have a fear spike and all of a sudden we're just in that loop of denial. Sometimes what happens is we just go completely blank. And that's what happened to me when I was in the alley, uh, when I was assaulted by the two muggers, was I just went absolutely blank and I didn't have any idea what to do. Another cause of a freeze is a betrayal. When somebody that you know and previously trusted or that you believe is not the kind of person to harm you actually does, that betrayal of trust can lead you to doubt pretty much everything, uh, to not trust anything at all. It can lead you to not trusting in yourself. It can lead you to think that there's nothing that you can do. Because even though you may have skills, you may have martial arts training, you may have weapons available in your pockets, in your purse, maybe even in your hand, if you get betrayed and you start to doubt, you may just doubt that your training will work. You may doubt that your tools will work because that fundamental betrayal casts everything up in the air. So what can you do to counteract this freezing thing? Well, in the spear system, Coach Blower talks about the three golden rules. And the very first rule is accept what's happening. And that is what you have to do when you've got that initial, this can't be happening, this can't be happening sort of thing going on. You have to accept what's happening. And then you have to get challenged. And then you have to take action. And how do you do that? Well, here's where Rory Miller has a great contribution to understanding freezing. He makes it very simple and says you just really need to do two things. One is to recognize it and to just say to yourself, oh crap, I'm freezing. And just that act will help to start to move you out of the freeze. Just recognizing that you're freezing in the first place. The next thing that you need to do is just do two things that affect the outside world. It's really important that they're not the same thing, because if you do the same thing twice, then you can get stuck in a loop and just do it or say it. You know, if if the one thing that you start with is you're just going to say, get away from me, and then the second thing you do is you say, get away from me, you can just get stuck in a loop saying, get away from me, get away from me, get away from me, get away from me. And then you're just stuck in a freeze loop right there. So what you need to do is two different things that are going to affect the outside world. So you might say something. You might say, hey, get away from me or get off me. And then push the person who's attacking you or strike them in the face. So you have to recognize it. And then you have to do two things that affect the outside world. And that will definitely help to get you out of a freeze Other things that can really help with freezing are creating what we call mental blueprints of different scenarios. And that's thinking about possible situations that you might be in where you may be attacked and thinking about several different ways that you might deal with them. So you might envision 
coming home late at night, having your key in your hand and approaching your door and getting grabbed from behind just as you're reaching for your doorknob, you can think of several different things that you could do. The first thing might be, you know, I might just drop the keys on the ground. And then the person who's attacking me is going to have to either give me space to pick the keys up, which is going to give me space to do something, or they're going to have to bend down to get the keys. Another option might be I'm going to spin around and elbow them in the face or elbow them in the side, depending on where my arms are. Another thing might be I'm going to yell, Dad, Dad, get the gun. There's a guy out here. And it really doesn't matter if there's dad inside or if dad has a gun. Just the act of yelling that is another option. So by coming up with different ways to deal with a particular scenario, what you're actually doing is creating a little bit of software in your mind, creating what we call mental blueprints that just basically get stored. And what happens if you're ever in a situation similar to that is that your brain very quickly sort of goes through the Rolodex of ideas and experiences looking for something that might be a good solution to the problem that it's encountering. And if you've got a couple of those stored, they're going to get recognized and you'll have some options to deal with the situation right then. Another thing that really helps with avoiding being frozen is having a personal reason to survive and knowing what it is, knowing what your motivation is to survive an encounter. For me, for many years, my motivation was my elderly mother who came from England to live with me when she turned 80 years old. She left everything behind in England and moved all the way to California to live with me and my kids. And I knew that she didn't have a huge amount of time left on the planet and would probably be having some end-of-life physical, mental, emotional challenges to get through before she died. And I just knew that if I were in a situation and I didn't survive it, she would have nobody else to shepherd her through the end of her life. And for me, I was just not willing to allow that situation to occur. So my motivation for getting through any dangerous situation was I have to be here to shepherd my mom through the end of her life. So yours could be any number of things. And I would just encourage you to think about that and think about what is really important to you right now and why it's really important for you to stay on the planet and still be here to live your life. The last thing I want to mention about how you can get through a freeze is to talk about your relationship with fear. Now, back at the beginning, I mentioned that one very common belief that many women have that I'm too small or too weak and that any attacker is going to be able to overpower me and do whatever he wants. And that's a fear. Learning how to navigate through fear is huge and will definitely help you get through the initial moments of an assault and get you into action. There's actually an entire section of how to navigate through fear in my online program And there are lots of resources I would encourage you maybe to look up. I would encourage you to look up Tony Blower's Cycle of Behavior because there are a couple of videos on that. And really start to change your relationship to fear and recognize 
that fear is actually something that we can use. It's there for a reason. It's there to give us a warning that danger is imminent or threatening. And it's there to help us tap into the energy that we need, the purpose, the drive, the fire that we need to take action and get out of that dangerous situation. If you haven't run across it before, I highly recommend that you go get yourself a copy of Gavin DeBecker's book, The Gift of Fear. That is a game changer and a lifesaver. And it's a great way of looking at fear. And instead of being afraid of it, really getting to understand it and know it and learn how to navigate through it. So those two beliefs that I'm too small and too weak or that I'll just freeze are things that really inhibit women and keep them feeling powerless. So I want to encourage you to spend a little time thinking about both of those and ask yourself some questions. And hopefully this has been helpful for you and gives you some ideas on what you can do to counteract those beliefs and recognize that they really don't have to be limiting beliefs for you. Thank you for joining me today on the Born to Be a Badass podcast. Stay safe and be a badass. You've been listening to the Born to Be a Badass podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode and be sure to share it with your friends. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and a review. Tune in regularly for more exciting insights and wisdom on women, violence, and safety. And until next time, embrace your inner badass.